This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Okay, let's do it. Let's mm. cut all that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. <laughs> Damon. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Colin Stevens has returned to us. Hey, they're gamers. Woo-woo. And we got a great show for you this week. So much to talk about. So many big announcements this week. Two, uh, two big presentations. Sony's State of Play, which had, of course, God of War, and then cool-looking new stuff like Rise of the Ronin and Stellar Blade. But first, let's begin with the Nintendo Direct this week. And the big one, the really big one, finally getting finally getting a release date and the title for the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which you don't have to call that anymore. What? The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom. If it's bad, our <laughs> subhead, we do like little jokes on our reviews. So if it's like, you know, a five out of ten, we'll call it Rears of the Kingdom. Tears is already right there. You're already sad about it. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, But not stinky sad. I want to review this game. Maybe Dan will allow me to. You want to review it? Sure. Why not? It'll only take what two months. Maybe it'll be done by July. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. So okay, I want to see. I want to hear from Colin. Colin Colin wanted to talk about this game. Yeah. What? How how are you feeling? What's what's your hype meter for Tears of the Kingdom right now? Well, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm inherently excited about this game. Um, I'm very excited that we have a name for it so we can stop calling it the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Although I still find myself doing that on accident. Same. Um, I just have to keep like saying Tears of the Kingdom to myself in the mirror like five times a day until I get it. Do you think the proto game scoop uh, called Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask Ocarina of Time 2 over and over again? 
Yeah. You know, they only had like a year and a half to have to do that, though. We've been, <laughs> yeah, we've been at this for like it's six true. years. It's true. Yeah. It will be six years by the time this game comes out. <laughs> wow. At least. Unless there's but another delay. I'm excited. Um, we got another like extremely short gameplay bit, which was my li- the most disappointing thing to me about the Direct was just like, I want more of this game because we've just been drip fed stuff for it for years now. Um, but what we did get like hinted at a lot of interesting little things. Um, there's this weird <laughs> group, uh, allegedly called the Zonai in the original um, Breath of the Wild that had like these ruins like strewn throughout uh, Hyrule. Mm-hmm. They're like these really ancient barbaric sort of society, and it's like you don't really know that they're there unless you're like really paying attention, and they aren't there; they're like extinct. And but like all of these murals uh, could potentially have been like made by this group, and like uh, all of the like light green imagery and stuff, and the sort of Ouroboros dragony sort of snake um, mm-hmm. thing that goes around the logo allegedly looks like a lot of that stuff. It also kind of looks like Twilight Princess sort of stuff. And then mm-hmm. obviously there's all these like Skyward Sword connections with all the floating islands and everything. And I get the sense that like this game could sort of tie a lot of that stuff together. Uh, Cause I'm a, I'm a big Zelda timeline theorist. Um, well, oh, no. theorists, <laughs> the theorists existed before the timeline was real. Now the timeline's real and we can just be like, Oh, well, it was three. established. It and then I think already abandoned. Yeah, yeah, so basically. They're well, like, here you go, now shut thing. up about it. Well, and that's the thing, because Breath of the Wild, like, allegedly takes place at the end of all three of the different, like, split timelines, but with no actual connective tissue, and it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever, that's fine. <laughs> I like these games because they're fun games. It's just fun for me to sort of track that stuff. But I get the sense that they might actually try to connect them all together with this mm-hmm. game, and if they do, I think that could be just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, people were saying, like, mm, it's like the multiverse, and it's like, well, not quite this is all the same sort of universe just like it's complicated it's stupid we're all playing zelda because they're fun games but all of this peripheral stuff is just sort of like intriguing to me we still don't know definitively do or maybe we do colin you'll have to remind me because i I worked on the rewind for this and i Mm. and you you did a lot of contributing to that um but i it just occurred to me after we finished it i don't know if this takes place before or after breath of the wild I mean, it's after. It's I, after because it's got Link and Zelda in it together. Yeah, right? I, I couldn't imagine any way that. But it they were together early on, a hundred years ago. Well, that's that's true. But I mean, it it, it seems to take place some point but, after the game, and, and then they go underground somehow. The, and the world's changed. Do you see Hyrule Kingdom get lifted out of the ground and stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we don't. Maybe we don't know explicitly, but it, I think that's. Yeah. I don't. You know, it so seems... there's a bunch of. You can see overhead. There's a lot of spots where like the Sheikah towers used to be. Yeah, and there's just but, holes there now. So you just have to assume that they've been like. Yeah. I don't know, blasted away mm-hmm. or something like an old Sheikah stone from like <laughs> yeah. Ocarina of Time. That's cool. I just like to imagine them shoot off into space. And never <laughs> I do, I, like I worry about reusing the map. Like even though mm. Majora's Mask, you know, reused assets, it had a different overworld. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the what they're trying to show us here is that like it's more than just, because Master Quest added a bunch of like, technically added a bunch of islands. Yeah, it just did. That's, Platform. That's so the vibe like, that I get too. So they're trying to show us more in that, but like the, how the much first more? shot we get from this after all of the you know um, mural stuff is Link opening these giant stone slab doors, and mm-hmm. it's like you gotta hope that's a dungeon. Like yeah. that's the one thing that was missing. Oh, the there, there's that cone that in the distance. Yeah, and then and then there's yeah. a part where they show it really intentionally. Mm-hmm. 
a couple of islands and then a really big one behind them. Like it looks like a lot of land mass, mm-hmm. right? And that's really cool. Yeah. And um, then there's also a part in which uh, they show islands and then like a cloud you can see to the left there right yeah, there right there and like that's what's in that cloud yeah and like that's probably Darkness. more landmass, right hopefully so mm. but then they show something like this where it's like well the sky is not full of like a whole nother you know upper world or something so my total like my total headcanon for this game and like its development is that they're like okay guys we're gonna reuse the world we made this incredible world we're going to reuse it and change some stuff. There's going to be islands floating in the sky and like, maybe you can go underground, but then, but then they realize that like, that's why it's taken six years is that they can't, they're like, no, we need to make more changes and more transformations. And they can't just like plop a new adventure in that same world. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think this I think, team refuses to half-ass a game. Yeah. I think that they thought that they were taking a little bit of a shortcut and then ended up, you know, ended up having kind of to whole asset after all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that was the case, then I would suspect that there might be a dual world happening um, mm. in terms of like, not only is, you know, Hyrule there and probably different than the last game and there's stuff in the sky, but also there's maybe a time jump or, or a dark world or something too um, mm. to switch between, mm. which would be interesting. I don't really like that. I know that's like integral to my favorite Zelda games, but I still don't necessarily like the dark world after Link to the Past. I think it was its best in there. Um, mm. But, you know, Ocarina of Time did it okay. It's fun. It's my favorite game ever, but I, I don't think that part of it is my favorite. Wait, o- Ocarina of Time is your favorite game ever now? Yeah, it always goes between that, Metroid Prime, Mario 3, and Breath of the Wild. Those are the, those are in constant <laughs> rotation. The quad they're factor. Good, they're good picks. And they're fun ones. I hope you guys are right. My worry with this is that it, it is the same world with mm-hmm. some minor changes mm-hmm. and then now mm-hmm. some floating islands up top. Because like for me... Yeah. The main character of Breath of the Wild is the world yeah. to explore. The mm-hmm. whole main reason I love it is I just, I loved exploring that landscape, mm-hmm. but I already know it, you know? So it's like, I, I, if it, if it is the same world again with, you know, it's 85%, 90% the same, that'll be a big disappointment to me. But that's what we liked well, about the, that's what people like, I should say about the dark world, right? It's like, you're like, Ooh, how did this tree change? It has a frowny face now, you know? And like, <laughs> like so like, if it was that, it was that sort of thing, I could see it working. But we, yeah. we so one the bubble clients will all be in different spots. <laughs> um, but two, like we all played that they came out with that DLC where you could see on the map everywhere that your link had gone in the game world, and that didn't come out till after the game had launched. And so I was like, oh, like I've combed. I didn't get all nine hundred Koroks, but I got a lot of them. I'm like, my line is going to be like I've been everywhere in this map. My line's going to show that I've traveled yeah. everywhere. And then when I saw the journey my link had taken. There's like huge chunks of the map that I'm like, oh, somehow I never went there. (laughs) Somehow I missed all of this entire section. And so even if they do reuse the world, like, you know, and add a forest and take away, uh, take away all the shrines and add a mountain, like change stuff around. Like, I really don't think, and six years have passed. Like, I don't know if you've replayed the game, Damon. Like, Mm. I think that, I think that they made, you know, the biggest, most incredible open world of all time. And I think that with the remix and like a new coat of paint, like, I think it'll feel pretty different. Mm. Well, here's hoping. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that, Colin? I just don't. I mean, the, uh, like Justin said, it, by the time this comes out, which is May twelfth, twenty twenty three, it'll be over six years since Breath of the Wild came out, um, which is, I believe, the longest period of time between any Zelda game, even more than I think Skyward Sword. To, um, well, I guess there would be Link Between Worlds in there, but um, uh, I don't think that they spent that much time, even with COVID. 
involved to just give us the exact same thing over and over again. I, I think I think it's going to be pretty substantially different, but we don't really know until they actually show us more of this game, which is the one thing that I'm frustrated about. I don't I don't really know what this game is yet, based off like three one minute clips. And and getting a May release date is like. I know this stuff gets delayed and it is great to get a number on it and hope, I hope they hold to it. But like, that would be the best summer game ever. Mm-hmm. Just play it yeah. all Ooh, summer. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's currently the furthest out release date we have for any game. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> and the only game with a release date in May. And, and it also, I mean, I think the May release date it for me confirms that there's no switch on the way. Cause they wouldn't, also kind of mm. uh, switch to or whatever they wouldn't cram that in i don't i especially don't think to a may release um or would they <laughs> you never know with them there is like I, I a two-month window before it comes out that there's no um announced nintendo games they could slip they could slip a, a super switch in there who's to say super i mean this, I this the switch came out in march yeah just do another March third. Yeah. Just have it be six years later. Yeah, it's I just, just expect it's, a year of marketing is basically what I'm saying. No, yeah, like and to be fair, I'm goofing. Like I also don't think there's a Switch too, but like it, it's important to keep it like that. The Switch will be six years old, over six years old, when Breath of the Wild two comes out, and so it's like mm-hmm. they have to be like no, like I don't even want to start the rumor mill of like oh it's going to launch with new hardware because there's 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 not really any indication that that's the case, but. There is new hardware from Nintendo coming. There just has to be. That's the law of video games. And like, yep. we're, we're right in that time frame now. And it's kind of weird to think about. Like, the console's been such a success that, I don't know, like, you know, the, the, um, the paradigm shift anytime a new console comes out, especially from Nintendo, is always so fascinating and interesting to see. Like, I can't believe that the sort of Switch 1 era is already winding down. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, what were some other highlights from the Nintendo Direct this week? There's Octopath Traveler 2. Mm-hmm. I'm all looking forward to that. But although, I was talking to Sam earlier this week. Sam, you were saying you had your doubts that uh, Square Enix learned learned any lessons from the first one? I, yeah, I don't expect them to. It was funny when they were showing that. I've was, I, you know, i been playing Live Alive, so I was like, oh, is this a, a Live of Live sequel? Because it had that horse, that janky <laughs> horse in the start of it, and it has, you know, it talked about all these characters uh, coming together and stuff, but then I immediately recognized it as Octopath. <coughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's any feedback getting through. It's like, hey, that game might have been twice as long. And also, I think a lot of people like a game that's, that's really long. Mm-hmm. That, that lizard running alongside the wild girl is really cool. It looks so yeah. good. And some yeah. of this is just like, I. this is the game that now I'm like, oh, what if there was an open world game that looked like this? Mm. That's what mm-hmm. I want. Yeah, I, I, I was rewatching the trailer just a bit before this, and um, there is a line in there about the characters' paths intertwining. I know. Which ho- hopefully means that they'll actually interact in this one, because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I've mentioned it on the show before. They basically don't interact in the first game, which is extremely bizarre. There is like this sort of like menu Thing where you can get like optional conversations but it's not the same mm-hmm. so hopefully mm-hmm. that's true but then i noticed because cool. they they give the names of all eight of the characters and all eight characters in the first game their names spell out their initials spell out octopath and they <laughs> did it again all eight of their names <laughs> nice. spell out octopath <laughs> they should have added they should have added a ninth character that was i i to make it octopath too <laughs> it's just a monkey it's just an i i i well, I'm looking forward to this. I, I played a lot of the first one, even though I never beat it. I eventually just sort of got burnt out on it. But like, mm. I think these are like some of the coolest looking video games we have. Mm. 
available today. It seems like the, uh, the, they can cook these out kind of too. There's almost like a semi-annual, like, you know, brand new JRPG in the style basically now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they realized they hit on something with the first one and now we've got, uh, what triangle strategy mm-hmm. and then, yeah. uh, live live. There's other, there's something else that, is announced to be using this HD 2D style. Well, was it uh, wasn't the Dragon final... Quest Three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then the Final uh, Fantasies are getting this these new coats of paint, but they don't look like that. Um, speaking yeah, of which, why? Remember how they did a couple of them, and then they were, I don't know what happened to that. There was like a. They came out right. I don't the think four, five, and the, six. I don't think six ever came. Two D remasters or whatever. I don't no. know. It hasn't come out on Switch yet, so I haven't played. Exactly. It. Exactly. Octopath Traveler 2 is out February 24th. Uh, there's Goldeneye is coming back. In two different <laughs> ways. In two yeah. different confusing ways. So I don't understand who has the rights to Goldeneye and how this is possible. It's sort of, it's like, again, my total headcanon is that their solution was anyone can make Goldeneye and then you just have to make the best version of it that you can. And, and you know, it's funny to see the different approaches where Nintendo announced like classic old school GoldenEye, you know, the N64 classic coming back with online play, whereas Xbox is taking almost the exact opposite approach of like, mm. it's, it's, I don't think we've seen it yet, right? But it's going to be Smooth 4K couch. and remade and beautiful and awesome, but only couch co op. Yeah. Yeah. I think they it's, both are, one of them announced controller changes. Nintendo did, right? Maybe not. Maybe it was the other. So essential. It's just, we were talking about this like a month ago during the anniversary. Um, and mm-hmm. this is one of the highest rated games of all time. But as I mentioned last time, I think it's also maybe one of the worst aged games of all time. It's just not mm-hmm. particularly yeah. playable anymore. Um, it, might be, it might be slightly more playable with, you know, two sticks. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of like younger people who didn't play it when it was, you know, massive and be like, oh, this is one of the greatest games of all time. I've never been able to play it. And then start playing it. And they're just like, what was wrong with people back then? Why did they think that this game was good? (laughs) Yeah, I think two things will happen. I think everyone will play it for one evening and then move on and play other things. And I think also everyone will finally realize that Perfect Dark is the better game. I mean, I do, and and to be fair, like games aging differently aren't a reflection of like Goldeneye really was that good back oh, then. Yeah, but yeah. like certain things just age more gracefully than others, and I think sometimes people take that as a criticism of like, well, people were wrong to like it back in the '90s, and it's like, no, 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 like this was this was the business in the '90s, but um, but you know, some genres and gameplay styles and graphical styles just have the advantage of, um, you know, of standing the test of time more, uh, more effectively. You know, Doom is still fun to play, which is strange. Doom is, is Doom is still super fun. And so I wonder if single player holds up, which I've never, never returned to if it had good controls. I, I actually had never really played Doom and then they released them in packages and bundles and stuff within the last few years. So I went back and I played the first three, maybe just the first two. And they're still pretty fun, the, the single player I, stuff. Yeah, I think the first two Dooms are are still a blast to play today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Goldeneye runs it at like 12 frames per second, <laughs> and then the controls are really non-traditional and challenging compared to FPS controls now. And, and Doom just doesn't have either of those problems. Mm-hmm. But it was the first like, FPS made for a console that really blew up. Yeah. 
Um, and it, it was amazing. I loved it as a kid. I probably put dozens of hours into that game. But yeah, I just don't want people thinking that I hate the game. I adore my memories of the game. It's just, it just doesn't hold up. Colin, we get it. You hate Goldeneye. Okay, fine. <laughs> I hate on. James Bond. It's, and, and I just want to mention that there, in addition to these two remakes, there's another remake that has leaked over the years that had graphics switching between uh, the original and a remake, and that one is still MIA. So third yeah, yeah, goal that was, that's the one that was basically finished for the xbox 360 mm-hmm. but never came out this so license weird. is so confusing yep <laughs> this seems like a situation where that should have been like out because it doesn't they didn't even give a release date for it it could be coming a year from now it's just like mm. i don't know for, for what it's actually going to be when it comes out it's not going to be that exciting i don't think right should just wait until it was ready like they did with <laughs> radiant silver gun that dropped this week and speaking of shooters, I know we we're talking. Uh, Justin was bringing up some shooters before we started filming this today. This is uh, one of the greatest of all time. This is the shooter mm-hmm. that Treasure made before Ikaruga, uh, and it was actually I think Treasure's first shooter. And the it's the, the like unique selling point to it is that, in, uh, as opposed to most shooters, where like you upgrade your weapons over time or you collect new weapons as you play, you just have all you just have your array of weapons right from the start, and they're mapped to different buttons on your controller. It sounds like that would be easy, but it's actually, you know, with most shooters, you're just holding you're holding down one button the entire time for the most mm-hmm. part. And this one, you actually have to think about which but which weapon is mapped where. Like you've got a homing uh, homing missiles on one button, you have a sword you can swing to take out circular bullets on another button. There's another button they'll shoot behind you. So you got to like keep all that in your head. Well, it's a great game. Why you know that one, Justin? Yes, I've actually never played Radiant Silver Gun because it was hard to, you know, it was hard to find. It was hard to get your hands on. But I am um, aware of its position in the pantheon of shmups and excited to download it. Now it's on Switch. It's also on Xbox. I actually already had it on Xbox, so I didn't pick up. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought this was like, I thought all these shmups were kind of becoming available in different ways now. But wasn't there, Mm -hmm. um, but they announced it as kind of like a standalone game. So there's no like platform for them or anything with like an arcade collection or anything like that. No. Uh, well, there. I mean, they have been there have been some collections mm. that have been released, but not for not for like treasure games. Yeah. It's just yeah. a, it's just they're just releasing mm. Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah, yeah. Was this a Dreamcast era game or Saturn? Saturn, right? This Saturn game, and then because right. Ikaruga came to GameCube. Yeah, it was on GameCube. Yeah. Uh, this has pretty impressive uh, 3D. So mm. maybe it could be yeah, Saturn or Dreamcast. Though it's hard for me to tell. Mm. Very late '90s, I think. Yeah. Any other highlights from the? Those are the highlights for me. I know there's also mm. Pikmin Four. You know, I don't, Pikmin any, other, 4. any other highlights that people want to mention? Well, Pikmin Four was almost finished seven years ago, so you have no. to assume it's the greatest game of all time at this point. Um, well, no. well, we was, were watching the stream live. Colin was like, "This better be Pikmin 4. And then Miyamoto, <laughs> Miyamoto came out and like said a bunch of other stuff, which was really yeah. funny. And then he showed his progress on his own mobile game. Yeah. Pac-Man, yeah. I was like, what's happening here? It was so strange. It really felt like he was about to troll us. Yeah. Um, but I love Pikmin, especially Pikmin 3. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's just very funny timing. Like a couple weeks ago, an old tweet from IGN from like 2015. It was during E3 of that year. And it was Miyamoto saying Pikmin 4 is like almost finished. And then someone <laughs> retweeted it because it was very funny to see the seven-year-old quote about a game that had never been mentioned ever again. And it just happened to get big like two weeks ago. And then suddenly they actually did like reannounce Pikmin 4. So um, I, I'm excited. I, I, I love those little guys. 
You will, are you was, excited to surprised. see what's in the sky now? Wait, what's in the sky? That's what they're changing. You can see the sky now. That's like the big play, the play change that he teased. He's like, and you can play it from this perspective. And it showed like, oh, the because on the you're ground. like really low to the ground. Yeah. yeah and it was like right, the camera right. went up like this and like looked up. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I guess I've never thought about that, that you're always in the sky when you're playing those games. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost isometric, but not really. Yeah, I was surprised it had been so long because I played Pikmin 3 for the first time on Switch. And I guess I'd, I'd just forgotten that it was a, what, a Wii U game. Yeah, yep. close to yeah. launch. Yeah. Yeah, and Pikmin 3 is really great. I'm glad that it got another chance to shine. I actually I have a real soft spot for the Pikmin games. Um, the, the thing that I like most from the Direct is just how almost every single game was like a farming life simulator. <laughs> Let's just take it over everything. And like... And so many people are belly aching about it. And then I think it was, you know, Reb or somebody on staff was like, okay, but for a decade, every single game was some bro shooter. And so like, now you have to suffer through every single game being a farming simulator. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, the Stardew Valley-ification of video games feels like it's almost complete now. And boy, I am here for it. Well, <laughs> I think it's great. I, here's, here's what balances out the force is that the PlayStation stream and the Gamescom yeah. stream were yeah. all Souls likes, so it's like, yeah. listen, there's plenty, plenty of Souls likes, and there's plenty of farm games. So you know, nothing in between. When are, when are we, we need to make a Souls like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, we need to have like some some. We need to have Stardew Valley crossed with an FPS. Yeah. You water the crops with blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's. That's a really good time. That actually, that actually could be pretty fun. <laughs> it's like the Actraiser mashup that I, I think, Damon, you were just talking about that Call to the Lamb is. Um, it is Call uh, to the yeah. Lamb-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, cool. true. Mm-hmm. that's true. That's um, I true. I, I, I rewatched the direct, and this was a major complaint, so I decided to count them. And there are six different things that I think could qualify as farming simulators that were in that 40-minute direct, which is it, it's pretty funny. They all have dumb names, too. I will never, I will never ever get tired of like, you know, I'm going to plant a seed and then grow a crop and then it gives me three seeds back. And then my empire is off and running and I'm going to sell this fish and I'm going to marry them. Mm. You, were, you were born in the wrong time. You just, you should have been a farmer. You know, I don't want to do that stuff in real life. <laughs> you know, Baron Breakfast came out on Switch this week, so I'm excited to play that. Um, and then yep. uh, I was going to mention somebody explained to me, and I forgot to like look it up and read the background on it. But the uh, I think it was Reb uh, the background of like why Harvest Moon is being remade without being called Harvest Moon, but they yeah. because like the rights to the actual game design and everything but the name can be used, and it's like that's mm-hmm. incredible. It's just yeah, incredible. they split. One company owns the name Harvest Moon, but another company own like that's where Story of Seasons came from. Is they well, they yeah. basically were making Harvest Moon, but couldn't call them that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, their rights are almost as confusing as Goldeneye Double S. <laughs> and this is a um, remake. It's not even a new game. It's a remake of a Harvest yeah, Moon yeah. game. <laughs> that has yeah, a different name. Fun. It's so yeah. weird. Um, <clears throat> my favorite thing from the direct, um, I guess besides Zelda, but Zelda it was so and short, Pikmin. Besides Pikmin too. Well, no, no, no. Honestly, above Pikmin for me. <laughs> wow. uh, Fire Emblem Engage. Um, mm-hmm. Dumb name makes it sound like uh, a mobile game. It also makes it sound like it's <laughs> because there was yeah Engage. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for it because a I love Fire Emblem. I've been into it since uh, the GBA when I was a kid, and I've tried to play as many of the games as I could. Although a lot of them are locked behind uh, the Japanese language because they didn't translate them for English. Um, but, uh, 
one thing that I, I like the sort of romance like relationship um, sort of meta game in uh, newer Fire Emblem games where you're like building villages or in, in Treehouse's case, you're in this school. Um, but I kind of feel that they went a little bit too far into that direction with three houses. Um, I felt like I was spending way too much time in that friggin' school with all those kids um, who all loved wearing primary colors. Uh, and what I liked about this trailer is they, they, they showed that there was still like sort of like a village building aspect. Um, hopefully there's not too much farming. Um, but uh, it seemed minimized. At least this trailer made it seem like that wasn't really the focus. It seemed like the focus was on the combat again. And so that's what I'm excited about for this game. And they did this interesting thing where, like, apparently the whole goal of this game is you're after these rings, and each of the rings somehow summons one of the main characters from other Fire Emblem games. Like, there was um, Marth, there was Siegfried, there was uh, Se- Selica? Selica, I think? I can't remember. Um, but a bunch of, like, heroes from old games will come and, like, help you and, like, confuse with them. And it just looks like, you know, sort of classic Fire Emblem gameplay just sort of ratcheted up. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I really love Fire Emblem, and I think this is sort of getting back to what I like about Fire Emblem. Yeah. I've traditionally liked Fire Emblem, but I I just skipped Three Houses because I'm not interested in the tea party stuff. <laughs> you I, can actually oh, skip I, all I that that's, stuff. I, just, but, I hope that's been yeah. minimized as well. Yeah. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's move on to the PlayStation State of Play. You know, it's funny how um, 
Colin, you're saying you're, you're, you're like, they're just barely teasing us with, you know, what mm. Zelda tears of the kingdom is. We've seen so yeah. little of it. I feel like they've maybe shown us too much of God of War. <laughs> I didn't need, I personally, I've been on board since this game was announced. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't need a whole nother long, you know, trailer showing off story and gameplay, but you know, mm-hmm. I guess they, I don't know if they feel like they need, there's not enough How? out there, but. Well, I guess it's only they release a trailer for their game. <laughs> well, I think, like, I think we've seen it someone. looks incredible. Come I agree. On. I agree. It, it, I agree it was, it was an incredible trailer. I think that there's like con- a little bit of conflicting sentiment because we didn't actually see that much of this game before this. Trailer. No, I don't um, think so either. I don't know what you're talking about. Like we've seen, I feel like we've seen a lot of it. Well, I think, I think they might've shown us like too many, like maybe plot related things in this trailer, which is more of, my issue. It was a story but, trailer. Well, no, I do like. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I, I loved this trailer, and it hyped me up so much for this game. And I don't think it spoils too much because I don't think the team. I think the team cares too much about its story to spoil it itself for the fans. Yeah. But um, uh, it, it's interesting because there was sort of the sentiment from when it was first revealed that it was like, oh, it looks exactly like the first game, and it's just like, okay, well, it is running on you know. Old, last gen and current gen hardware, you know, and, and they, they were only so far in development at that point. And I think that this trailer really just sort of dispelled that like, Oh, it doesn't look mm-hmm. any better than the first game. Cause oh, it, it looks definitely like definitely put that to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. incredible. It looks absolutely fantastic. I can't believe that this is going to be released on the PS4. Like that thing is going to turn into an absolute jet engine before it explodes. <laughs> if you have like a baseline PS4, but I'm, I'm super excited. And um, one of the members of the social team, Tyler, he um, he made this uh, carousel of graphics because he's really into Norse mythology, and he sort of just picked up the little things in the trailer that like relate to Norse myths and stuff. And uh, the coolest one to me was uh, you saw those like two giant wolves, um, and my first thought was like, "Oh, Fenrir," and it's like, no, it turns out they're called Skull and Hate Hadi. I think I don't know how to pronounce these things, and apparently they chase the sun and the moon, so they're the things that like cause day and night to happen in Norse mythology. And in like the myths of um, Ragnarok, they actually like catch their prey and make things go dark. And so it's just like they're they're really like tying in a bunch of different Norse stuff into this game. And we know it's a duology, so we know that this Norse like timeline is going to end with this yeah. game. So they're going to throw go, the gonna, kitchen. They're going to go hard. Game. Yeah, they're yeah, going to go so everything. hard. We're visiting all the realms. This they, time around, they almost definitely showed Odin as like that weird old stranger. There's a jellyfish. Everything. This game's gonna friggin' slap. I'm excited. I'm so excited. It is gonna be great. And it, I really like the voice acting. I thought the uh, the acting for the villain in the trailer was very very strong and compelling. What's gonna um, happen? Can't, what's can't gonna wait. What's gonna get game of the year? That's the whole, yeah. God of War is going to get game of the year. I'm it's, doubling down. If they kill Kratos, this game's going to get game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's still Tunic, no matter what happens. Ah, yeah. Tunic's so Well, I, I will say if God of War has a paper manual that has a bunch of little puzzles <laughs> in it for me to solve, I'm actually on board. Mm-hmm. Runic's my current number two of the year, so here we go. The new stuff that was showed off at Sony State of Play included uh, well, the sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon, which we were big fans of and then, here on the show. Uh, since then, two more Yakuza games have been announced. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's three of them coming. What, what, is, what is the meaning of the one called Like a Dragon 8? That's the sequel to Yakuza Like a Dragon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're they're rebranding the series like um like how Comcast rebranded themselves Xfinity. So they had Yakuza <laughs> like a Dragon 7 and now for the next one they're just dropping the Yakuza <laughs> and it's just like a dragon. That's the name of the series. What is happening? A couple things. I know. No, so- no, that, that's that's always been the name of the games in Japan. Um and um for mm. story reasons, I don't want to spoil anything too severely, but they're they're drifting away from kind of the Yakuza roots from a lore and storytelling perspective. And um and I think that it's also just you know, like yeah, like they're the fucking mafia. So it's like I feel like maybe they're not super interested in like tethering themselves like to like that was, till the end of time. Wasn't like a dragon specifically a spinoff? No, no they just changed, yeah, they seven. changed the way com- combat works. Yeah. Isn't it also yeah. take place in the past? No. Mm. You're thinking they did announce a game that takes place in the past. Mm. Oh, see, I've never yeah. played anything but like a dragon, so I just presumed that that was like a this prequel. This is the trouble of having different... three games announced. <laughs> no, like a dragon takes place. It's the last one chronologically. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, so, the, and then they announced that spinoff game that takes place in like ancient Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so and tell me if I'm off, one, right? Yeah, they announced that that uh, Kiryu is getting his own like sort of spinoff yeah. side story game that's going to bridge, you know, bridge Yakuza seven and eight. Okay, and mm-hmm. then this is all on the heels of a spinoff game that's all takes place in court. That's no. Judgment. Judgment, right? Yeah, there mm-hmm. they, there are two Judgment games, but there there wasn't a new one announced. No, this I week. know, I know, but that's just another spinoff series from this this universe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is. And they all take place in the same the same sort of canonical universe and timeline. All right, that was helpful. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> mm. But calling yeah. calling the Like Go a ahead. Dragon sequel Like a Dragon 8 is it, that would be like if Star Wars the Last Jedi was called The Force Awakens 8. Mm. Kind of, but again, they're just renaming, they're just changing the name of the franchise of the series. So they're so going it's like, from Dragon them. Warrior to Dragon Quest now. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's tell a very me, good way to think about it. Tell me if this is off base. So, Resident Evil Seven had the subtitle Biohazard, and Biohazard is the <laughs> actual name of the series in Japan. So, if mm-hmm. Resident Evil Eight was just called Biohazard Eight afterwards, mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. be exactly what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's a good. Yes. One. Well, let me give you another example. So, Probotector <laughs> is what. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um. And then there was another new game, Rise of the Ronin from Team Ninja. Mm-hmm. It's another mm-hmm. open world samurai game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, like, it looks awesome. That's a setting that I'm super into. I loved Ghost of Tsushima. But and I was happy to see, um, I mean, you know, Team Ninja is a long and storied history of like, you know, successful, badass, some of the greatest video games ever made. But I feel like they've, I don't feel like they've been that prominent over the last decade or so. And so I was pretty happy to see them sort of, punch back up into, I don't know that I'd quite call this AAA, but like, you know, higher profile, bigger stakes game and like yeah. kind of something fresh and new from Team Ninja is awesome. No, they had to They're ruin really a Metroid in the way. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> They've made a lot of games. Not yeah. a whole lot of them have been like up to snuff compared to like their classic games. Yeah. yeah what, what have they done recently? Oh man, I was actually gonna look this up, but I, I, I mean, no, they made they made like Neo. They had you know some true. of the very first you know successful Dark Souls likes that weren't Dark Souls. They made Neo and Neo Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I would need to look up what else they've been up so to. So they've recently done, um, or they're they're making Wolong Fallen Dynasty. They came out with Stranger oh. of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origin oh, yeah. thing. 
They developed uh, that? Yeah, they did. They did indeed. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Collection, so just collecting the games they had already made. Neo 2, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, um, uh, wow. Dead or Alive, Extreme 3, Scarlet, Dead or Alive 6, Fire Emblem Warriors. They have been all over the place. And that <laughs> yeah. was just as far back as 2017. That's only the last yeah. like five years. Like they, they have been busy. But like besides maybe the Neo games, I don't think any of those have really been considered to be up to snuff compared to like, you know, like a Ninja Gaiden mm-hmm. one and two. Like those are incredible. And then there was another game, Stellar Blade, which I apparently is, had been previously revealed as Project Eve. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I have no memory of that, but I thought Stellar Blade looks very cool. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of the most like next gen, current gen, prettiest looking games I've seen so far. And mm-hmm. the vibe I get from it is very like, uh, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, like stylish action game. Mm-hmm. Not from the yeah. footage we're seeing here, but. <laughs> <clears throat> I had an extremely hard time understanding what the hell is going on, yeah. um, but I don't think that matters. I yeah. think you're, you're the just there to hack like, and slash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the action gameplay looked a little bit more exciting than what we're seeing here, but yeah. I thought this looked cool. Sam, what'd you think of Stellar Blade? I, I thought it was a Souls like. Hmm. I that's not the vibe I got from it. Really? I mean, maybe, maybe because game, literally yeah. everything seems like it is a Souls-like. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this true. one has like really, really silly female characters with some questionable physics happening. Mm. Is Pinocchio we, in this one? Is is this another <laughs> Souls-like Pinocchio it's a, game? <laughs> it's a stealth Pinocchio game. It's part of the, um, part of the, to- the Pinocchio universe. I feel like we're now at peak. We're right at like you were right at the peak of like when FPS games were called Doom clones, mm. and then and then collectively we as a society decided no, these need to be called first person shooters. And like mm. I feel like the Souls like games are going to go through that evolution over the next twelve months. Some something something else is going to take hold. What should they be called? I've heard I'm, it's on the tip of my brain where like there is you know some genre designation for them, but I just can't mm. you know I can't quite recall it right now. This just looks mm. like exactly like any any dark souls game to me, but I, I like how it, you know, has a kind of a, uh, mm, I don't yeah. know to c- describe it like more of like an action, you know, magic. It looks magic. more character action to me, like a, like, like a devil may cry. And like yeah. Bayonetta's looks so retro and crappy. And so, uh, <laughs> it's cool to see that there's this in the team ninja game that are kind of like carrying on that tradition, you know, cause yeah. I, I feel like if you're going to make like a 3d brawler, that's basically like Devil May Cry or whatever. It better be like the most cutting edge graphical thing because like that's a big part of these games. You know, they're flashy. Yeah. This game just looks just from a graphics perspective. Yeah. One of the better looking games I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The enemies all look really cool. Even if whatever the story is, is going to be nonsense. The enemy is like cool. And that's all that matters. What is anyway, it? It was a very uh, stellar blade. I know stellar it is hard. Blade. Okay. Stellar blade. It is hard to read. The logo is hard to read. <laughs> it's not as bad as uh, it's not as bad as chorus. Chorvus. Oh God. Chorvis. Yeah. Chiverches. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Chiverches. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it's so common to get like. I, I think a Thanks, V Rome. was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the um, Resident Evil Six. Yeah. The giraffe. Draft. Yeah. Draftgate. Oh, well, the giraffe. Well, that was the slug it lo- giraffe. It looks like. S- mm. Mm, it yeah. was a. Uh, it was a dirty giraffe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And okay. I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> um, anyway, it was an exciting week. Lots of fun game announcements and lots of games to look forward to, which I hope come out eventually because, gosh, there is just absolutely nothing to play right now. I cannot remember 
in my long time at IGN, a drought like this where there's just it's been so long of nothing Man. new coming out. Oh, damn it. You mean you haven't Splatoon spent... slander. <laughs> yeah, A, that's Splatoon slander, but B, I can't believe you haven't put 15 to 20 hours into Disney Dreamlight Valley by now. <laughs> I know you can't believe that. <laughs> I've been going I've been going back which if we have time I'll I'll I can talk about um Cadillacs and dinosaurs and, and <laughs> similar games. Let's check nice. in with the listeners. Hey listeners. listeners remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. Just like Greg from Prince Pennsylvania did. It says I first started listening when I was 15 in high school and now I'm 24 with a bachelor's degree and a full-time job if you want to feel old. Greg, I don't what? need any help yeah. feeling old. Thank you very much. Also, first of all, like, dude, like why we've been making the show that long. So like, think about it from our perspective. Yeah, yeah. that's why, that's why I think he's pointing out. I think I started listening to the game scoop when I was 24 and had a bachelor's degree and whatever else he said. Yeah. He says, uh, anyways, I finally received my PlayStation five. And I was wondering which game should I play first to show off the PS five capabilities. I was thinking about mm. replaying God of War with the updated PS5 patch, but I wanted your opinions. Um, I think you nailed it. It's beautiful. Well, I don't mm. know. If you want to show off the capabilities of the PS5, you should probably play a PS5 game. You I disagree. Yeah, yeah. I think the ports are the better looking games, but that's only because Sony has not been making a whole lot of PS5 games. So you got you got Horizon, right? And you got yeah. Ratchet, which I think is a little boring. So it's like start with Horizon, <laughs> and then those remakes. I think they worked really hard on. I think Last of Us Two probably looks really good. You so, gotta play. You have to play Astrobot. I know. Well, it's so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, but Astrobot like he like, didn't. He's yeah, very very fun game. Mm-hmm. Well, but he also he didn't say graphical capabilities and like Astrobot, like it legit like that controller mm-hmm. experience felt next gen. Like the the I forget what they call the triggers, the adaptive triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it feels incredible. Like and I and I and like that was a launch game, a free pack and launch game, and I still don't think any game has done that better. Um yeah. And it was the only one that made good use, not annoying use of the microphone. <laughs> it might be the only game ever where I'm like not mad that my controller is making noise. Um, <laughs> it was just really cool and like so well done. And like it felt great. It, you know, obviously not a graphical showcase, but like yeah. such a well done um, example of showing off the new DualSense. Yeah. You should mm-hmm. definitely play this, seeing how it's, it comes with your PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, replaying God of War is not a bad idea, certainly with the um, uh, sequel coming out, although Horizon Forbidden West is, a, I think, a very beautiful game. Ratchet & Clank mm. is also possibly in, in the running for uh, best-looking PlayStation 5 mm. game. I don't know. I, I disagree with Sam a little bit. I, I thought it was fun. It's not a very long game. I played through the whole thing. Well, that's good. Mm. Get through it fast. I think it's, it's one of the only games that, like uses the ssd of the ps5 like really mm-hmm. um specifically oh, yeah. it does all of that instant loading and stuff that you're going through those portals and you couldn't they couldn't do that on the ps4 yeah. but i can't think of any other ps5 game from that sort of standpoint that couldn't be done on the ps4 as of yet you know what i mean i didn't yeah. play returnal mm-hmm. what do people think of that very pretty game not for everyone uh it's just it's just really challenging and then it's mm-hmm. like I, I like i could never beat the second boss and you have to, you don't just get to try them again. Like if you lose, you have yeah. to go back to the beginning and make mm-hmm. your way all the way back to the second mm-hmm. boss. I mean, probably going to die again. The thing about the current gen consoles is that they're 4K consoles, right? So, you know, like we were goofing on this show and I've been goofing for years about like, you know, God of War is going to come out on PS4s and it's going to, it's going to light your PS4 on fire. 
But the truth is that it's running at 4K, presumably 60 FPS on your PS5. And it's just not, you know, it's running at 1080p on your PS4. So, so I actually don't think, I don't think it's that hard. Like graphics are just kind of dead, like except for 4K, 60 FPS, like that's what you're getting in next gen, but you're not getting the same sort of like environment or environmental detail and draw distance and, and kind of more like visible in your face improvements. Like we used to get generation to generation. So since we've named every other PS5 game, there's also Miles Morales. <laughs> Is there any uh, definitive that's true. starting place for this? I mean, Spider-Man got a, a pretty big facelift on uh, PS4 yeah. also. Both those games look great. I don't think that they're like the absolute like sh- show stoppers for the for visual technology for the PS5. Yeah. I I actually think I, I just finished Last of Us Part One, and it, it is an ex- it's the same game, just much prettier. And um, the entire time I was playing it, I was just like, "Wow, this looks exactly like Last of Us Part Two. Uh, it's incredible." Um, this lighting is amazing, blah, 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 blah. And then after you finish that game, because um, the last few hours of that game or last couple hours feel like you're just riding this unstoppable train towards like a terrible, terrible decision that's mm-hmm. just going to set off a chain of events, which it does, it turns out. Um, so I started Last of Us Part 2 immediately after. And Last of Us Part 2 still looks like an absolutely gorgeous game. Last of Us Part 1 does look better. I think mm-hmm. it. I think it's mostly, it has to do with like the true 4K and um, the lighting that's in that game. But I think Last of Us Part 1 maybe is the single best-looking game on the PS5, um, yeah. if you're just talking about graphics. Gameplay-wise, it's still a PS3 game. But Let me ask you this. Does it make it an actual fun video game to play? Oh, whoa, I've, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've always liked the last of us gameplay I, I agree that it's like pretty bare bones and and you know it's I, not the most fun but, but last of us part two obviously we're getting into a different subject but the second i started playing that game i was like oh my god the gameplay of this game is so much better than the first game it's insane i don't i don't i don't like the last of us that much from, from a gameplay standpoint i think i can admit it now it's been however many years <laughs> very good Video game story. Well, you'll just be able to be able to watch it in like a couple months anyway, right? Because it's coming out as a yeah. series on your yeah, local sure. television. I mean, the, that the is actually super there are incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that, that's actually that's actually pretty legit. Like, I'm not sure if you were saying that as a goof, Sam, but like no, that actually very I'm much appeals to me. Like, speaking of TV shows, last week we were talking about uh, House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power, and just I know you're a Lord of the Rings fan, also. Are you watching? Yeah. Are you watching Rings of Power? Yeah, it's incredible. incredible. That, yeah, but people are a bunch of whiners out there. <laughs> um, um, no, yeah, like I think it's great. I think it's really mesmerizing. I think that um, sometimes shows are really expensive, and it's like, what do they spend this money on? But like, you can see the money on the screen in every single moment of that show. That. Like, there's there's never been a television show like it. I don't think there will ever be another television show like it again in history. Like, I, I don't think I don't think that this is repeatable. Like, and and I like. I just like I like everything about it. I'm invested in kind of the mystery and the story that they're telling. Like it's very slow paced, which if someone wants to take that on as a criticism of like the show put me to sleep, like fair enough. But from my perspective, I'm kind of in it for the long haul. It's like, yes, I hope that there's five or six seasons of this. And at the end of it, it all makes sense. And they're engaging in a lot of like kind of mood setting right now and stage setting. Um, I don't have, I don't have any complaints. I think it's like, I think it's just absolutely incredible. Did you guys see the latest House of the Dragon? Yes, that was a good episode. Wow, it went it yeah. went full scandal. It, it was hard. it was a nasty episode. 
Full yeah, Game of Thrones. More like a, a lot of yeah, gross more, nastiness in it. More like Grungy. classic Game of Thrones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I was saying last week, Justin, I, I'm enjoying Rings of Power. I'm not as enthusiastic about it as you are. It's very pretty, and I also like the mystery. I think what's missing for me is uh, the likable characters of Peter Jackson's trilogy. Like, it yeah. just doesn't it's, have... It's not like that, you know? It's also not... It's not very... I, I love it. Like, I'm going to watch it every week, but um, it's not very propulsive. Like, mm-hmm. the show is going to be really, really beautiful and um, have a lot of beautiful people in it and a lot of beautiful pl- places in it. But like comparing it to House of the Dragon where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like th- I don't think Rings of Power is ever going to have a moment like that where like you're on the edge of your seat. Like I can't believe that just happened. What a- like, it's just, it's got a different vibe. I don't know. They might introduce baby tree beard. <gasps> Sapling beard. <laughs> uh, but then uh, something else I wanted to mention last week and I forgot was Light and Magic on Disney+. Plus. Has anyone watched this? Oh, that's particular the, Sam. No, I really want to though. That's a documentary series about creating all these classic. Well, it's about right? industrial light magic. Mm-hmm. That company specifically, and it is great. I recommend it. It's like locals five, five or six, five or six hour long episodes. Uh, I guess I never realized George Lucas created ILM mm-hmm. while at the very beginning before he even started making Star Wars because he because no one else could do the effects for him. Isn't that I, cool? I, yeah. I thought that came after Star Wars. It's so cool. Anyway, it just yeah. it goes through the life uh, of Industrial Light and Magic, uh, the milestones, how they did all the practical effects for Star Wars, then how computer graphics slowly started to creep in and how they fully arrived in Jurassic Park and that changed everything going forward. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. I loved it. My one criticism is that they don't talk about any sort of the criticisms that are levied at ILM, like what they did to the Star Wars special editions. You know, No, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone thinks those were improvements. They don't, they don't discuss any of that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I thought this was great. Mm. Great watch. One of the best things I've watched all year. Nice. I can't wait. Uh, just a couple stray thoughts for Video Game 20 questions. I've been playing a lot of old stuff. Uh, I played a Konami beat-em-up called Violent Storm. Yeah, that was great. In the 90s. I think it's okay. I think as just as a, as a, as a beat-em-up, you know, I, I could name probably... Let me look it up. 10 or so that I off the top of my head that are better than that, violent storm. That's, that's the one with the huge sprites though, right? They're big. And the cool, they it, it's got that cool song. Well, maybe, <laughs> but what, there is a cute little detail that I liked. There's a stage on a train. You're like beating people up on a train and there's lots of background characters that you can't interact with. And eventually you come to yeah. a pig that has some piglets yeah. running around and the pig you can't <laughs> interact with, but the piglets you can pick up when you pick them up in your palm, they turn into footballs. <laughs> <laughs> enemies wow that was good. oh man I, and then it's funny it's crazy you brought that up. i just played violent storm this year and i loved it i had never played it before i, I, I thought it was okay but a, a, a brawler that is very good that i would recommend is cadillacs and dinosaurs from capcom incredible game mm. i was playing mm-hmm. that and i don't know what the, i think it's based on a comic i don't know the source material um, yeah there might be a short-lived I, cartoon i was aware of it as a kid it's i think the premise is that there are Dinosaurs are coexisting with people and there are poachers and you're going to beat up the poachers of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a scene in like the, the, the third uh, level, I think what that like, you know, like you guys know me. I li- I'm a gore hound. I like gore in, in my entertainment, but like there's a scene where you, uh, you uh, come across a guy who's like butchering a dinosaur and carving it up. And it's just pixel cartoony graphics, but mm-hmm. like the dinosaur is like lengthwise facing with his head facing you, the player. And this guy has cut him in half 
and he's carving up slices of this dinosaur and you can see inside the dinosaur it's all this big juicy red and i was like oh my god this it was just in an arcade, like any kid could walk up and see this. As long as it's not a person, arcades are cool with it. Yeah, I was taken aback. <laughs> like Cadillacs and dinosaurs is great. It's great. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from a Matt Jones, not the Matt Jones. Mm. Did he did he clarify that? Do you are you doing? Do you know for certain it's not the Matt Jones? I know for certain because his little picture uh, ah. was in the email, and I Got know it. what Matt, the Matt Jones looks like. Got it. <laughs> anyway, let the questioning begin. Well, where is the a Matt Jones? An undisclosed location. Ah, mm. is this from the Good Century for video games, which was the last century? Yes. Cool. Mm. Is this game a console exclusive? Yes. I like that century question a lot instead of decades, because there's too many decades yeah. of games now. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, it, is, it is a console exclusive. Um, was it exclusive to a Nintendo console? No. It was it exclusive to a PlayStation console? Yes. There are barely any of those that century. So it kind of has to be PS1, right? It is. Yeah. Yes. Unless we're counting. Um, the, didn't, didn't PlayStation 2? No, that lands... I was going to say, the century does include the year 2000, unfortunately. The PS2 came out in 2000, right? I think it came out in 2001. 2001? Yeah. But I think it's PS1. Um, Let's just assume this game, it's PS1, yeah. Was this game developed or published by Sony? Yes, that's five. Oh. Is this a racing game? No. Phew. Is this, is this a role-playing game? No. I think it's Umjammer Lammy. Yeah, I think it's Intelligent Cube. <laughs> Uh, what what kind of game is Intelligent Cube? A weird puzzle game. You're pushing a cube around in 3D space. Is this a puzzle game or a music game? Yes. (laughs) 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 So do you do you play? Wait, Unjammer. So in Parappa the Rapper, you're uh, they're both dogs. Lammy is also a dog, right? I was gonna ask if he plays a dog. (laughs) I think. Can I look it up? Am I allowed to? Is that cheating? When we're playing twenty questions, is it a lamb? I think no, no, no. I think I'm no, Lamy's so. a sheep. It, well, okay. Do you? Are you okay? Here's how we can break this down. Are you a in quadru- Parappa, quadrupedal mammal yeah. in this game? No, no. In in Parappa the rapper, you're rapping. In an unjammer Lamy, she's rocking, shredding. Yeah, shredding. So, are you rapping in this game? No. Are you shredding in this game? No. That's oh, that. oh no. <laughs> are you shit? Are you are you cubing? Is that what do you do in Intelligent Cube? No, it's not. A, oh, oh, that's true. We didn't ever explicitly narrow it down to uh, to music games. So let me think. Okay, okay, okay. We got to stop goofing around. We only got so ten a questions puzzle, left. Uh, only have ten left. We're pretty close. Uh, a puzzle game or a rhythm game? There were other rhythm games r- on the PS One. R- rhythm rap. What's it called? The rabbit one. Vibe. There was there was vib ribbon, vib but that was PS. Two, I think. I mean, I you've known it. I can't remember. I um, those might have been the only PS One rhythm game. So the only well known ones that that genre really well, took off. No, what PS2. about the one where you're that came with the uh, the the massager? Res. Oh, Res. Res is also PS Two. It was a Dreamcast game and then a PS Two game. I think. Okay. Um, PS One's old man. Like a lot of the stuff I think about is like old PlayStation games are actually PS Two games. What about C Man? It's probably a <laughs> <laughs> is that Dreamcast only? I don't know this era yeah. very well. 
Yeah, that was a Dreamcast well, I only. I don't know PS1 very well. So it's it's probably a puzzle game. I'm trying to think about what other po- puzzle games Sony would have developed or published. Like, I don't know if they were publishing any of the Bust a Move games back then. Probably not. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be Intelligent Cube. Well, what, what, um, what is that? Intelligent Cube? Yeah. It's just I, I don't think it actually is. It's a little. It's a game. It's an abstract puzzle game where you're pushing a 3D cube around. And what about? I don't know how about, else to describe I'm it. I'm just going to name PlayStation games that are famous. What about Ape Escape? Is that a puzzle game? <laughs> no, I stop know. it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Also, it's it's worth noting the, the PS2 did come out in 2000. Damon, is this um, is this a puzzle game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's it's not, not that a many PS2 of these. Games. Okay. All right. Um, and if it was a PS2 game, it would have to be a launch game. We could make it Fantasian or something. What the um, what the heck did Sony make for puzzle games? Um, Intelligent was <laughs> um, that's what I'm trying to think about on PS1. Now, Luminous was PSP. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. Was this game was this game 3D? Yes. Okay, so that eliminate. I don't know if they made any of the busted moves or like anything like that, but it eliminates all of them. Hmm. Do do you push around a weird cube in this game? No. Oh no! You do not push around a cube. Oh, you are. You oh, don't you're probably push are the cube yeah. and push are you the cu- are you the cube and intelligent cube? I you're. I thought in that game you're a little man. There's a little man that are you runs thinking around. Katamari no, that's also a PS2 game. Um, I mean, I think it's probably intelligent. I don't know any other follow-up questions on how to narrow it down. I've never and that's s- also such a I've, that's such a weird pick. I've never even seen this game before. Or heard it spells it. cube Q U B E. Oh, really? Huh. I think. Cool. Is this intelligence cube? Yes, it is intelligence. Ah! Cube. <laughs> Fourteen questions. That's I incredible. Feel like Justin said, "Intelligent cube." Like I did. Six questions again. Yes, yeah, Damon. Look, you're a man. I know, I know, but you don't push blocks around. Oh. You have to eliminate them. They're gonna, they're gonna march. They're gonna roll towards you and crush you if you don't eliminate yeah. them. You have to like. I don't. I even hardly remember how to. Pl- yeah, yeah, you can green ones. Yeah, but you're that's not. That's right. It's coming to back to me now. Black ones. You set like you set like it's gonna roll here, and so I need to like set off these. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. This looks like a They're nightmare somebody right. had. This I don't think. Yeah, it it does look like a nightmare game. Um, and I I don't think I ever owned it. I think I had it in like a PS demo disc or something like that. Like That's that was my, my. I think everyone who played this actually just played the demo disc. Hmm. I, I wanna. I can't believe I think when did I name drop this like question yeah, five, like four or five <laughs> extremely yeah. early. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go back and review the tape and see your poker face now, Damon. Um, Jammer uh, really, really threw us off for a second there. Yeah, yeah. it's OK. Oh, and let's find out what mammal um Jammer is, because now I think Lammy is a really is a lamb. Look, okay. oh, she is She's a lamb and lamb's right there in her name. Yeah. Well, I know oh, you guys, yeah. you guys poo pooed that suggestion of mine. Oh, yeah, and she is blatant. I look now that I look at the key art, she's blatantly a lamb. What else can I well, clarify? Bib Ribbon was a Bib Ribbon was a PS1 game. Nice. Oh, really? My and bad. uh, oh, let's see. And then uh, Intelligent Cube published by Sony but developed by G Artists, which today is known as Epics. Hmm. And I they yeah. made their like bread and butter is what Papa LaCroix. I don't know how it's oh, you know, like, you know the series, I mean. Yeah, that was. That's, I didn't know that there was a connection there. David, can you clarify if uh, if uh, Ape Escape is a puzzle game or not? 
has it's it has puzzle elements because you have to figure out how to catch the monkeys. You might be able to see them. But you have to figure yeah. out how to access them, and because you have a bunch of different it, tools at your disposal. You're right, Viv Ribbon. You're right. I'm looking at the box art now. It's coming back to me now. Can you clarify yeah. if Super Monkey Ball is a puzzle game? <laughs> it's an arcade yeah. game. Yeah, that's an arcade. That's not a genre. That's a platform. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a genre. It's, it's like it's like it's like indie music. It's yeah. a genre. Yeah, like you know that the uh, an arcade game is not going to be as as deep as like an adventure. Game. Yeah, and it's high high score based. Yeah. Okay, so if I said, "Is this game an arcade game?" you you said yes, and it never came out in the arcade, we would be so screwed in this. <laughs> well, in this okay, yeah. I, I, we I would clear. Is is the genre of the game? Yeah, arcade. That's yeah. You said if you ask that. I think you always pair arcade with something else. An arcade fighter, or an arcade brawler, or an arcade an shooter. Ar- arcade roller. Arcade monkey roller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Marvel Madness-like. <laughs> anyway, thank you for the suggestion, A. Matt Jones. Uh, viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that will do it for this episode of Gamescoop. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Sam. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. What a 20 questions, man. We were on it. There's no way we would have gotten that game without that, like, knowledge of that demo disc, Justin. I can't believe I've never (laughs) heard of it. It's a good game. game, That game flashes into my head. (laughs) Not, like, all the time, but, like, way more. It's over-indexed in my brain for, like, how important that game is, like, uh, just on this earth. I've heard the title, but I've never seen that game before. So when I saw that gameplay, I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) It has a... um, I've definitely never seen that gameplay. But when I saw it, it has this kind of, like wow, 3D games are so cool era of of look. Mm. It's so early and it's so 3D. It's a little, you know what it's a little bit like is it's a little bit like Clax. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.